Hello everyone, welcome to the Combat Chain Presents After Turn 6, a Marvel Snap podcast. I'm Sean Hill, and I'm here with Adam Philipchuk. Hey Adam! Hey Sean, how's it going buddy? I'm good, I'm good. On today's episode, everyone, we're going to be covering uh, the new patch notes that just came out uh, this morning. We're going to be talking about the meta uh, since Zabu. We're going to be talking about what it feels to grind ranks. We're also going to be going over our decks of the week and a few underrated cards that we like. And we'll finish by talking about the bundles. Uh, so to get started, Adam, patch notes. I, I got the chance to like look at them real quick. And uh, sorry if my voice is a little raspy. I've got that nice little cold that's going around. Uh, but uh, looking at the balance updates, like, you know, they did a few other changes like sound and, and, and a few different things, but um, the card updates is really the meat of the patch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I was seeing some cards, some big hits, like uh, Arrow, Galactus, Leader. Uh, one of the, like, more subtle ones is Nova. Um, we're going to go over, like, the individual um, things, but did you have any, like, did you have the chance to look at those? Like, do you have an initial uh, feedback on how you feel about the changes? Um, I think I think it's all all moves in the right direction. I, I, I can't say that since the patch has been released that I've had a, a chance to, to interact with all those cards yet. But, um, no, it looks to me like... To, to at least some extent, Second Dinner is, is trying to pay attention to what the people are saying and trying to react accordingly. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I'll, they'll always be second breakfast to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, you know, you look at a card like Arrow uh, going down from a five cost eight to a five seven. And I like the developer comment. I think that they're very insightful and, you know, they, they really see um they they're very eloquent about why they're making the change kind of in the same way that james white is uh for flesh and blood there's a lot of you know whenever they make a change it's not just like oh we made this change that's because just because right um and arrow you know was more of a control card but being an eight uh made it a little too powerful for for tempo mm-hmm. uh I think, I think she'll still gonna see a lot of play at seven uh, i'm not really worried about that um a new card that i personally despise playing against because i find it so damn powerful is galactus yeah uh like galactus ramp is is a thing it's very very strong uh electro into galactus on turn five and then into uh some form of potato uh on turn six um galactus is going down from a six three to a six two which is which yeah when i was gonna say like i think what's interesting about that is in the release or in the, the the patch update they go we recognize that this is a problem. We still think it might be a problem after the fact, and we're going to keep an eye on it. Like, even at 6-2, Galactus is probably going to be too strong, is what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And Because you could just go, you know, Galactus into... doesn't really matter. It's 14 power out of the board, and especially right now, unless you are also playing something like Galactus, uh, and you kind of, you know, preempt the turn by going, you know, potato... Uh, you pretty much automatically lose, or you'll get a surrender on Galactus. You know, snap Galactus and then surrender. Um, the next card that got hit uh, is Leader. Mm-hmm. So a Leader, um, one of the most frustrating cards to play against, especially when you're playing like a, a big potato on, on turn six and trying to steal the game. Uh, luckily for me, with my deck of the week, um, the cards that I play on turn six or the card that I play on turn six doesn't really matter for my opponent. So oftentimes when they go leader and then they reveal that card, they're like, oh, oh no. And then I get eight cubes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, leader going from a 6-4 to a 6-3, which is good. Um, a, a subtle nerf to Nova, 
well, not so subtle, I mean, but Nova going from a 1-2 to a 1-1. One, one. Um, I think that's pretty irrelevant, relatively I, speaking. Yeah, I get, like, at the end of the day, the, the fact that 9 times out of 10, Nova's getting blown up anyway, it's probably not as impactful of a difference as as they think it's going to be, but... I guess like, for those games where you don't find your, your sack outlet or something like that, having, having that extra bump in one of power is it's probably what they're thinking about. Is just like in those games where it does stay on the board, is that extra point of, of, of power too much? Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, it, it's kind of like it doesn't really need to be a one-two. And in the case that whenever it is a one-two, it might be a little too powerful. So I agree with that change. But now those are the only nerfs. But what we're seeing now is a few buffs. And I love me some buffs because it can make some irrelevant cards more relevant. There's one card that I really, really like in this. Um, so uh, the first one is Drax, uh, which I believe used to be a 1-4. One, uh, one uh, now, uh, sorry, a 4-4. Four, four. Now it's going to be a 4-5. And instead of having the plus 4 on reveal, it's a plus 3 now. So they're making it stronger and making the reveal kind of like the sweet little kicker there. Um, and they're making the same change to Groot. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that's a really cool change. I, you know what? Actually, I do like that change. Uh, my big, like the reason I stopped playing, well, I, Drax, I, I haven't really played in the first place. You, you told me to stay away from Drax and I was just like, all right, that's staying away from Drax. Uh, I, I have though Drax. Now that I've been starting to play Zabu, Drax has, has stuck out to me a couple times as like, should I, should I be maybe trying this? Like, yes, as a four drop, Drax doesn't feel great, but as a two drop, Drax seems a lot more reasonable. And now, like, the reason I don't like uh, Groot, Drax, and and Rocket Raccoon is just like, you, you have to read the play right. And if you don't, like, if you don't read the play correctly, you get no, no bonus. So I like that at least the, the studio is kind of going, you know what? Maybe we'll make it a little more playable as like if you don't get the play right, you still get a little more oomph out of it than than, than you did before. Yeah. Like make it a little more playable, but still give that payoff for like, OK, if you did read, read the play right, yes, you're going to punish your opponent. And uh, I was going to say, why do you, why read any plays when you just play Spider-Man absorbing man and then you force them to play where your Drax is going to be? That's a good point too. Yeah, if you can get yeah in in, in a, a Zabu shell, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like Drax becomes yeah, your turn six strong. play. Like turn five, shut down the lanes. Whether that be, I, I I don't have absorbing man, so I found I've had to get creative to double Spider Man people. But uh, yeah, yeah, Moon Girl. Well, yeah, Moon Girl. We'll get into that when we talk about uh, my my deck of the your week. Deck. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Uh, now the other three changes are uh, Hazmat is going from a two one to a three two. I really like Hazmat. We're gonna get into it with my card of the week, but um, I really like Hazmat. I think she's really playable, um, and I think that uh, her as a two two, especially in like a brood environment, uh, I think she's gonna be seeing a lot more play and and maybe keep that uh, brood in check. Um, uh, another card, uh, I'll keep my favorite for last. Uh, Nakia is going from a 3-1 to a 3-2. I think that's going to make her a lot more relevant. Um, like, she is so good. Yeah, the, the, that buff she gives is incredible, but it's just like as a 3-1, it's like, I, I don't want to clog up my board with this. But as a 3-2 now, it's like, okay, I, I can consider... I, I, I can still leverage some power against my opponent with her while giving the buff that I want to give. Yeah, I think she'd be uh, very, very interesting as like a, as a two one. 
I think she'd be like really, really, really strong, but I don't think they're ever going to do that. Uh, it's too, it's too good. Might be too, too much. Yeah. 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 It's too much power for the cost. Uh, but we're going to see a lot more black Panther being played because of her. I, I would assume. Um, and the last card, which is my absolute favorite, uh, is black cat, black cat going from a three, six to a three, seven. Um, I was playing Black Cat in like a weird discard shell with Zabu and like a bunch of random stuff, like being able to go uh, Black Cat discards herself and then for two Ghost Rider, even though like you can get something more valuable out of Ghost Rider, she's really cool in like a tempo aggro deck. Um, and especially she's good at thinning out the deck if you're going to be, or thinning out your hand if you're playing uh, a strong guy and a bunch of stuff. So I'm definitely going to be giving the new Black Cat a, a shot because at a 3-7, she's very valuable. Yeah, yeah. Um... And even like uh, as a three seven, like if you can get her back off Hella or something like that, that feels really good too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like a free, it's it's a free three, it's a free seven power. Like you, no yeah. one scoffs at that. But six six felt a little underwhelming for her, which so I'm really glad that they're going to bump her up a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and so with all these changes, you know, whenever we see changes like that, it, it brings us to like, why are they making these changes? And I think a part of that is the medicine Sabu, uh, which is going to be our turn two topic. Um, how, what's been your experience over the last week playing into this Zabu meta? What what have you liked? What have you not liked? Uh, what's your what, what's your like uh, your your uh, quick summary of that? Well, my first observation is I actually feel like Zabu is quite underplayed right now. Uh, I expected to see him in every single game I played, and like half the time people are playing archetypes that don't even include Zabu. Yeah, so, that's really interesting. Yeah. So, but like. I, on that point, I guess right off the top, like the bat, I'm noticing like Zabu doesn't feel as pushed as I thought he was going to. Um, his ability is very good, and uh, I, I I've been like I've been playing Zabu religiously since he dropped, but it doesn't feel actually overpowered. It feels just appropriately powered. Like it just it turns your four drops into a win condition when before your four drop was. Like it's something you want to play in your in your resource curve, and you want to get that four drop on turn four to 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 leverage against your opponent. But you like you're you're still relying on five and six drops in a, in a, a classic deck to to seal the game for you. And at this point now, like cards like Dark Hawk become the win condition with with Zabu. So that's I yeah Zabu Zabu's been a fine addition, and uh, he's been a lot of fun to play with. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same spot. I've been playing uh, the crap out of Zabu since he since he landed. Uh, I find, you know, I, there's a deck that I play with him that I personally really like, and we're going to go over it in the deck of the week. But um, I think, I, but I think what you said is right. Um, I expected to see him like in every single game that I was playing, and instead, and it might be a ranking thing. Like maybe we're just not like at infinity, infinity or whatever, and we're not seeing this that same meta because I think the meta changes between your, you know, the ranks. Um, but in the spot where we're at now, I'm actually seeing a lot of Ultron Patriot. Interesting. Like I find that I find that I've been playing against Ultron Patriot like day in day out. Um, there was a lot of leech control that I played against earlier, um, but right now I, I find like all I'm playing against is is Patriots, like Ultron Patriot or, or just uh, I played a bunch against a bunch of Cerebro, which I really like the deck. Uh, I tried it, not my jam, but I really like playing against it. I think it's super cool. Um, but yeah, Ultron Patriot seems to be like Ultron and uh, Patriot into Mystique into Ultron is pretty much a free win anywhere. Yeah. Um, 
like I've every time I play against that deck, I'm like, damn it! Like I, I really wish I could I could beat it, but it's just so good. Yeah, it, its ceiling is so high. Uh, an interesting thing, actually, on the topic of like what we're seeing in the meta right now, I've actually got the the Snap Fan uh, meta stats right in front of me right now, and uh, so. Uh, to, to first answer our question, like how much we're seeing Zabu, um, they're calling anything under Zabu as generic Zabu, and uh, the st- we're seeing it. Uh, it's the second most played deck right now at six point three three percent. What do wow. you think the number one is? Number one is probably destroy because it's so uh, achievable. It's no. so easy to get cards for. No, the number one played know. deck right now is Sarah Surfer. Ooh, Sarah well, uh, Surfer's. Really good. Yeah, at ten point eleven percent, and I know Marvel Snap's own kind of. I think last I checked, had them down, had Sarah Surfer down as the, the like the number one deck in their power rankings. Uh, let's see right now. Yeah, it's still up there at the top. Circle Surfer and, and Sarah Surfer is the so, so which build we're talking about? Like a Brood Maximus Sarah. Yes. Um, you know, so all those guys. The, actually, the cool thing about SnapFan, uh, it, it breaks down actually a little further and and gives you the cards that are like absolute must for the decks, and then it gives you like the the percentages on the 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 interchangeable cards and how played they are. So of course, Sarah Surfer, uh, you have like the the two musts are uh, Sarah and Silver Surfer. There, you, you can't play the deck without them. Uh, the yeah. next most popular is Brood at ninety four point eleven percent. And of course, yeah, Brood. Yeah. Brood is Brood is nuts. They, I think personally, I think Brood is is a required for that deck as well. I've tried to play variations of Surfer without Brood, and it just like that multi multiplitic. The, the multiplier yeah yeah that one the, the multiplier on <laughs> brood, you, it's it's one three drop that gives you three spots on the board that all get pumped off silver surfer like it's 15 power that it's that's 15 power. that's nutty it's value silly. yeah yeah it's silly it's a silly thing and i'm i like i'll talk about my deck this week but like it's got to the point where i'm like why don't i just bring it's a two card combo that it's instantly wins games yeah and i've I, I i don't have brood yet i've got brood pinned in my shop right now i think i'm 500 tokens away from getting him uh or mm-hmm. them I, I, what, what, do we think brood identifies as male female non-binary uh, i don't know man uh, i don't i don't i don't get into that but i, yeah, I, I, would, say it's they, I would say it's they them they they them. that's would, fair if i'm gonna, gonna go put with... money down i go with uh, brood is allowed to identify however brood wants uh but if i, I was gonna that. be like possibly i'd be like probably they them yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I support that. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't think the deck's playable without Brood either, personally. Uh, but then some of the other cards that are very popular in that deck, uh, Maximus, uh, Insane Value there, Killmonger, Cosmo, Polaris, Mr. Fantastic, Storm, uh, and what are the other three jobs? Rogue's another good one. Uh, Juggernaut's yeah, Rogue, seeing a bit, a bit of play yeah. in that list. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, Rogue is one of those cards, like, every time I see someone play Rogue, and, like, I'm playing Zabu, and they Rogue my Zabu, I'm like, oh, well, this is why I should be playing Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Uh, but... but- uh zabu yeah the second most seen deck and once again zabu is the only required in that deck and then it's like pick your flavor do you want to go control do you want to go combo do you want to go like whatever you want to do you can do with that deck uh there are so many good four drops in this game right now absolutely for like there are some that are that need a bit more work to get working like like for example your deck that you've been playing needs a little bit more like you know kicker uh for it to really work the way you want it to um, there's a couple cards i'd like to have for it that i and we will get into it that i think will make the the deck really shine 
Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm, I'm I'm the same way. Like I'm missing a couple cards for my ver the deck I've been playing. Where I'm like, if I had if I had like that one card, everything would fall into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's that that's that goes into another topic about card acquisition in in this game. And I, I know a I, lot of people have. Str- yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I've been seeing since a lot of people have strong opinions on Twitter and things like that. But that is that's that that could be an entire episode on its own, like talking about card acquisition. So we don't need to get into that right now. Uh, I'll quickly right finish. Now, what, yeah, go for it. Sorry, uh, I was going to finish. Uh, it, it, this is actually interesting while we're here. The, a little more looking at the uh, the power rankings. Uh, number three is called Big Hand. Uh, and this is your combination of Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur, uh, cards that add cards to your hand, just have that really big Devil Dinosaur to win the game. Uh, number four is Leech Leader. I know you brought up Leech Leader uh, there, Sean. And uh, that one's seeing play at 5.27% right now, which I've I've been blown out by Leech a few times. Like, your opponent, you know, you're kind of neck and neck with your opponent. Turn five, they drop Leech, and you're just like, I lose now. That's yeah, it. I I'm, lost I'm my out. win con. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. I can do. Yeah, if they leader me after this, I lose. Um, but yeah, I did see... Leaders actually going down in play, which to 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 touch on that uh, on that that nerf. I know some people think that I I don't have enough of an opinion on leader as a, as a six four or a six three. I don't find the leaders what I lose to. It's the copy of whatever I've played. Yeah. So interesting. Like, do, does leech leader get played a lot less now uh, as leader being a six three? I don't know. I feel like it, it's going to be tough to say. Um, the the, oh, the yeah. last one number yeah. five uh to talk you know you said ultron patriot uh they're classifying that just as anything that falls under kazoo uh your your combination of kazar blue marvel patriot uh mystique um and that one there's so many different ways to build as well uh the, like the popular cards are uh kazar squirrel girl blue marvel uh ant-man sunspot nightcrawler like all your all your value one drops into if you can patriot turn three uh followed up by mystique followed up by blue marvel followed up by ultron yeah you just you auto win at that point yeah and i think one of the things that's cool and and about you know we were talking about leader really quickly and he seemed you know he's he's such an ubiquitous card with the way the game is right now but um we used to lose to like someone going leader and then we would play like a, a, a 20 or like a 12 and then oh no crap they have 15 power for equal value or something like that um, a leader is less effective when you're playing in a meta where like decks revolve around these like very I- extended uh, turn six plays that actually buff your entire field instead of just buffing what you have now. So like playing leader and your opponent going like Silver Surfer twice does nothing. Yeah. You know, it does nothing. So I think like leader was stronger when the game started and people were trying to get like that 12 power on the, on the end. And then, you know, leader would be like, well, I have 15. Good job. Good, you know, good job. Um, but the more we see decks that are like trying to synergize, the less we're going to see the leader be relevant. So that's kind of cool. I think that that fixes itself in a, in, a, in a weird way. Have you have you had it yet where you play both you and your opponent play leader at the same time? I have not. I, uh, maybe once or twice, maybe, but like not in recent history. I've been off leader for a while. I, I, I've been off leader since Zabu dropped, but... Uh... It, it's funny, like, there, there's been a couple times now where I play leader, my opponent plays leader, and it's just like the board is full of leaders now. Because, <laughs> like, I think what is something stupid, like, your leader copies their leader, copies your leader, copying their leader. It's, yeah, it's, it, it gets nutty. It's, it's quite funny. Yeah. It's always fun when you see, like, cards that just bounce off each other and just ping, and then the board gets flooded. 
I, I, there's another way to do that, and I can't remember how. But um, oh, it's like oh, it's like uh, when you have a Wong and uh, a Wong White Tiger, and then you um, you Odin that Wong and that White Tiger. It's yeah. the field covered in tigers. Yeah, because your your Odin triggers twice, triggering White Tiger. I think a total of four times. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah, and then they do it on the temple where it also copies all reveal yeah. abilities. So, so then so you you the, the multipliers times two again. Oh, that's gross. I don't have Wong yet. Gah. I actually got lucky. He was in my shop and I grabbed him. Uh, that was for a thousand. I really, really needed him. Yeah, for a thousand. That's I really that's good for him. for Wong. Yeah, Wong. I think Wong's one of those ones that I think he's like a he he's he's a staple. Like he needs to be accessible and he's an enabler he's one yeah. of those cards that will make a deck uh it'll make or break a deck you know like i'll I'll go into what i've been playing and like how many like surprise wins i've been getting uh because of walling actually um and i'll just so we'll just go into turn three and just talk about grinding ranks because we're already talking about those decks we're already talking about like what we're dying we're trying to do i think you 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 got like ahead of all of us in ranks what are you ranked now Right as of this moment, I'm at 62. I think 65 is the highest I've gotten this season so far. I oh, I really cool. want to hit infinite just for that title. Really, really dirty. I don't know why. I just think it's. I, think it's funny. <laughs> I got. I think I. So I think you beat. No, I, I got to 65 as well. Right now I'm 64. Um, and like I was really in the dumps. We were talking a couple nights ago, and I was like at 48. I was like, screw this game. I don't even want to play it anymore. And then I found a deck that I like. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna play a little bit more of this. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing this this silly deck that we'll go over in, in tur- on turn four here. Um, but yeah, grinding ranks like I, I'm someone who grinded a lot of of Hearthstone and trying to get to uh, legendary, and um, it was really hard. And I almost made it once, and then I realized it's just a it's it's an issue of time. Like eventually, if you have like enough time and you're you're not a you know making careless mistakes with your plays and you're you're snapping at the right time because you're the one who first told me like I have to work on my snap game and by that I mean like I have to work on when I snap when I choose not to snap and when I retreat like I'm I'm way too easy to go I've got this and then just snap to eight and then I get blown out by like one <laughs> yeah yeah I'm and like yeah to, to that point like I've noticed in my short time playing this game so far I've noticed like I've started thinking of snapping like betting in poker it's what is like based off the hand I have and the information that's been made available to me, uh, how much am I willing to put on the line? And being aware that like as the game progresses, there's gonna be points where my my opponent is also gonna be thinking the same thing. And I want if if I think I've got the win, I want to snap before they think they're gonna lose. Because that that alone is is an extra cube out of them. Uh, so like I've been playing, and when I get on my deck the week, like what part of it is uh, Spider Man's a big component. I've been using Spider Man to lock down locations and lock down wins. One thing I've clued into in doing that is I have to snap before I play Spider Man. Otherwise, I lose yeah, that you extra snap cube on turn four, uh, on turn three, and then you're like, I have Spider Man. I've got this snap. Yeah, well, and I've been using with Zabu. I've been using Spider Man a lot on turn five, and so oh, yeah, it's yeah, of course. so it's it's yeah, you either Spider Man or double Spider Man, and I have to make sure I snap before I do that. Otherwise, like the moment your opponent sees Spider Man, they're gone, and you've lost that opportunity to get those extra cubes out of them. So 
that's when now I know I'm still struggling with snapping appropriately too. My big thing is I'm there's times where I snap where I shouldn't. I'm like, oh, I want to try to leverage this against my opponent, and I, I I didn't have enough information, and I I gave up the win. But yeah, that, that's the first thing that I have noticed it is if you want to grind, you have to learn how and when to snap effectively, because yeah, like and even some of that like you're not gonna just get cubes out of. Sorry, let me rephrase that. If you could learn to do that, then it's not just gaining cubes out of wins anymore. You can actually gain cubes out of your opponent conceding because you can force them into positions where they're like, no, I'm out of here, but they've already committed that extra cube or those extra two cubes. So I think learning to snap effectively is a huge part to grinding and, and making it to infinite on this game. I agree. I, I think that's that, and that's something I personally have to work on because the deck that I'm playing is really solid. But I'm finding that like there's certain positions that I'm in where I'm like, ah, I've totally got this, and then like I take it like an eight point setback on a real on a small miscalculation where like I would have been better off um, retreating, losing two cubes, and then trying to make back that two cube on the next one because any eight losses is, is like like thirty minutes worth of gameplay that's just gone out the window. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at if if you look at an eight cube win versus a two cube win, like what it takes you four games to achieve the same net in cubes. Yeah. So eight cube wins feel so good. Oh, they do. Um, eight cube losses feel so bad though. Yep. <laughs> I close the app after an eight cube loss. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done for now. I'm done for now. And then I'll come back like ten minutes later and and get a couple games in, and then I'll lose like four cubes and be like, nope, this game sucks. I'm out. <laughs> and then I'll come back again um yeah because I'm, I'm real consistent with that um but talking about grinding talking about the decks we've been playing uh i, I want to talk about our decks of the week and i know like you said dark well, before, hawk a few times before we actually oh, yeah, get to go that, for it. um the other thing i think is really important with grinding ranks is being able to read the meta too oh yeah uh, of course um because one thing i've noted like i've i've done the grind from from you know the the bottom to 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 uh, i guess i've made i've made diamond once now platinum twice and both those times i've noticed that like like in your your iron bronze silver you can play whatever once you hit gold disruption becomes a lot more present regardless yeah. of what you're going to see like power rankings wise you can be you can rest assured that you're going to see a lot more disruption and so then you need to find ways to ways to to adapt to that uh whether that's play style or or card selection um it's just to be aware that like a strategy that works in one rank might not work in another one and being open to 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 changing your to to manipulating your your playstyle and your deck to in order to overcome that uh when i like when i noticed more disruption a deck that, like to your point destroy became a lot more um sort of like playable because it, it you can like if you need to you know if, if you're on a deck that that develops you know a kazoo deck and your, your opponent loses that they start playing killmonger if you're on a struggling to think of examples now sean but i know you know how to read the meta better than i do killmonger is great and i find the destroy like when i started seeing a lot of ultron uh decks going around what i would do is i would play killmonger and then like i would snap to eight on the turn where they had all that patriot stuff set up Uh, and if they were playing first i'd snap at eight play killmonger and get a free win Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and that's that's actually that's a perfect example of playing to your meta and snapping effectively at the same time 
Yeah. If you find stone. like there, and there's like there's a certain thing that happens in Marvel Snap where like people play their deck and play their plan and the second they have their plan they feel like they can't lose. And then as, so, as as long as you're able to counter their plan, you can get free wins. And that's why my 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 all-time favorite card in Snap is Cosmo. Um I, I think it's like it, it it is the like Jace the Mind Sculptor of 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 Marvel Snap. It is the Icelander of Marvel Snap. That card is awesome. It's the channel like frigid of Marvel Snap, I should say. Like <laughs> it, it when you're able to go Cosmo and deny, like, I, I was on one turn, on a turn six, okay? There was one location left active that could support a full Brood. I know he was on Surfer. I knew he had Brood in hand. So I was like, he's going to play Brood here, and then he's going to play Surfer there. Well, what I did was I Cosmoed where the, the Brood was, right? Uh, and then I um, I Maximist wherever the Silver Surfer was going to be because it's a zero power. It was only going to give plus six, and we were matched. So I... I I went Cosmo, negated the Brood. Brood is just a two, right? So mm -hmm. I went three to two, and then he played Surfer. I went Maximus. Um, I, I had something else on the first point, I think like a three or whatever, and then I won that game. But that's just because I put a Cosmo on the field. Like, it didn't really matter. I just put a random Cosmo, and, and I got a free win. So those cards, like, yeah, Cosmo, Leech. Uh, Enchantress is not seeing as, as much play as I thought she would. No, but in, I think if Zabu play goes up, Enchantress comes up as well, right? She's so good. She is. Uh, and you know, it's funny. Actually. I've been seeing people Zabu enchantress their own Zabu just for the, the little bit of value. Like uh, on turn four, you get out of being able to play two four drops at once. Sometimes that's yeah. enough value to, to get you ahead. And that's what some people are doing. They're like, oh yeah, I'm going to play Zabu, bait you into playing your Zabu, and then enchantress it. Yeah. And there's, there's like, there's also the play where you can like force people into like especially against like those the kazu deck like enchantress it doesn't matter if you hit your own zabu if you're able to play enchantress and hit their blue marvel like you're you're stripping like 10 power from them yeah, yeah exactly so yeah disruption comes a lot more in play in those higher ranks and i find that like right now i'm at 65 64 i'm trying to get to 70 and that's what i'm that's my issue is that i've been playing it like a really straightforward plan deck and i need to find something that's a little bit more flexible um and uh and so going into deck the decks of the week uh, if you don't mind, I'll take the lead yeah. on this. But I've been playing uh, a deck that I call uh, Spectrum Zabu, uh, which is essentially the ongoing shell, uh, Spectrum Ongoing, um, with Zabu and with a few little spicy cards. Um, I do play... Uh, originally, I didn't play it. It was it was Ant-Man and... Um, Ant-Man, Quinjet, and a few other cards. Uh, and then eventually I went, wait a sec, I can go Moon Girl, Quinjet... I can go Brood, Silver Surfer. I was playing Mr. I don't have the deck in front of me, sadly, but I was playing Mr. Uh, Mr. Um, Fantastic, or whatever his name is. Uh, Mr. Fantastic. I was playing a few of the cards. Uh, the the um, Warpath, uh, the 4 for 5 that whenever he, he tentacles places, uh, for Omega Red. Uh, yeah. And then I was playing Spectrum and Wong. So the deck would get a lot of free wins because what would happen is you'd have like a really not that dominating board presence, right? You'd have like Mojo and Quinjet and then Zabu and your opponent would be like, ah, whatever. And then you'd play Wong, which is just a two, right? No one cares about Wong. So you go like Wong into Warpath or Wong into something else. And uh, I would most most of the time I'd get my opponent to snap right there because he's like, ah, this guy's got nothing, right? And then you'd play either Brood and Silver Surfer where the, the Wong was. Or you'd play uh, just Spectrum and then give plus four to everything on the board, right? And oftentimes that would trigger uh, the 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 Scarlet, uh, the, the whatever his name was, Omega Red. 
and you just dominate the board in one shot. So, so a lot of these decks that have surprise wins, and in the beginning when Zabu was first released, Leech, uh, Leech Leader was a big thing. And obviously, you know, if you get Leech when you have your Spectrum in hand, you're just out of the water and then you just get out. But oftentimes they wouldn't Leech or they'd play like Arrow instead, because the deck also plays Arrow. They play Arrow, and then I'd go, oh, Spectrum, right? And just blow them out of the water. Um, so that's a deck I've been playing. It's like ongoing, but uh, with Brood, with Silver Surfer, with a couple three ongoing Zabu, Mr. Fantastic, uh, and um, and yeah, Spectrum for the finish. Or you know, a lot of last turn, I'd, I'd hold on to uh, Silver Surfer and Brood, or I'd play Moon Girl, get another Silver Surfer and another Brood, and then like flood the board. Um, so that's what I've been playing. It's been doing great. It's starting to struggle in the sixty, the mid sixties right now, though. I'm finding that it's petering down a little bit. Do you think it's the the ceiling isn't high enough, or do you think you're just missing the wrong tech cards, or like, do you, do you think this deck can be tuned to keep achieving what you want to achieve with it, or do you think you need to move on to something else? So I think so. Um, the card that I use to run on it is Typhoid Mary because she has an ongoing effect and she's really good. Uh, I and we're gonna get into this of the card of the week. I'm gonna spoil my own card of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm missing Luke Cage. Um, and I think I need him to make the deck really work, because uh, the deck is very, um, it, it's very affected by minus on the board and stuff like that, and um, I, I find that I just need that to make Typhoon Mary work and, and all that. Um, it's a really cool deck. It's not like the best deck ever, but it's a little rogue. Like, it's rogue light. Uh, so I do get into some games where people just don't expect it and, and you know, they, they just don't see the spectrum coming. They don't see anything coming. And then I, I blow them out because they're like, who would play this? Um, mm -hmm. Which is the issue with playing like a Sarah Surfer kind of, kind of deck. Everybody knows what the deck is. And I always like playing my own brews. I'm, I'm the kind of guy that likes to come up with their own ideas. Like I'm going you, to a couple pro quests this you're weekend. The, is it what the, the Johnny, the Spike, the is it Johnny's the one that likes playing his own brews? Uh, Johnny's combo player. So Johnny's yeah, I'm definitely player. a combo. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a combo player. Like I, I was the Johnny of my group. I always played these weird combo decks in Magic. Uh, I always played weird combo decks in pretty much every game that I've ever played. Um, but in in Marvel, I just I like building my own decks, coming up with my own ideas. And it's probably why I'm stuck in the '60s because uh, I refuse <laughs> to play the decks that win. Uh, I, I want to play the decks that I like. Um, and that's why, you know, this ProQuest season for Flesh and Blood, I'm going to Toronto, or sorry, Ottawa this weekend to play, and I'm playing my own brew. I'm not playing a deck that's known to win. I'm just going to play what I like. Um, and then if it loses drastically and I can't get a win, I'm going to play what wins. Uh, but <laughs> for the time being, that was my deck of the week. It's a Spectrum Zabu list. Uh, I, I'll post it later. I think you have the uh, the image of it. You can post it uh in the discord if you'd like what were you playing this week so i've also been trying to abuse zabu and i'm on something i'm calling zabu earthquake this is a fundamentally what this deck does is it tries to off of zabu uh abuse cards like uh rock slide to fill your your opponent's deck and then finish off with Darkhawk as a big uh finisher um if I run you through my list, my, my current version of this list, and then there's cards I'm, I'm, I'd like to try that I haven't had a chance to try yet, but the, the, I've been tinkering with this left, right, and center all week. Uh, I'm currently on Korg, Adam Warlock, Black Widow, Forge, Beast, Zabu, Cosmos, Darkhawk, Jubilee, Spider-Man, Moon Girl, and Rockslide. Um, I've, and when I say I've tinkered with this thing, like, I, I have... 
tried everything from like including six drops for win cons to just like this current version that's only that it doesn't play anything higher than a four drop the the there, there's what's interesting about this deck is it's 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 like a combo control type deal where you're not necessarily trying to disrupt your opponent. I, I did have a version of this list that ran things like uh, Iceman and Scorpion uh, instead of, like, I think, yeah, at one point, like Adam Warlock was out, Forge was out. I had Scorpion and Iceman instead. Uh, I think at one point Sunspot was in it. Uh, and, oh, Psylocke's another one that's coming in and out uh, in those two drop slots. But it, when it was like more on the controlling side, uh, the, the the thing I realized was it just didn't like the the thing the deck at the end of the day wants to do is play the big dark hawks and yeah. trying to disrupt my opponent too much just doesn't lend to that uh black widow stays in because black widow actually does pump dark hawk every time you play black yeah. Widow, you prevent your opponent from drawing a card so not only is it disruption but it's it's it, it's disruption that's a plus two on dark hawk so uh, if I if I talk about the play patterns of this game, of this deck quickly, uh, of course, like you're looking to turn one Korg if you can. Uh, if you don't have a turn one play, that's fine. Uh, turn two, you're generally going to Adam Warlock, Black Widow, or Forge. Adam Warlock's job in this deck is to find you their combo pieces. That's why I'm on him right now. He, like I on his own, he's not a great card. But when he when when you can lock down a location and get that that see that extra card or two of across. across the course of a, a couple turns it, you can sometimes find what you're looking for whether it be rock slide moon girl uh dark hawk or zabu um forge is just because i can't decide what i want that slot to be um uh, i like um i really like the adam warlock i think one card you could consider is playing america sanchez and the only reason is that america uh having her you know essentially play the algorithm and stop you from drawing anything in between can accelerate mm -hmm. your plan by a little bit uh, so that's something to try i i did try it uh because i did like that idea of like maybe get, having a better shot at drawing zabu turn three or something like that the reason i fell off of uh america is because sometimes i still needed to find dark hawk on turn six and it's just like i'd rather find dark hawk oh, than america yeah. like i've got one or two cards left in my deck and if it's always going to be america I don't want it to be America sometimes. Like I, I like Dark Hawks. What wins me the games? America. So I, that's why I cut America. Uh, you could consider Domino for the same reason, right? Like I could try Domino instead of Forge, guarantee that turn two draw. I'd rather have a chance at drawing Black Widow turn two if I haven't already found Black Widow. But it, it, it's something to consider. Like if you wanted to like get into the nitty gritty of the stats and like uh, what's what's better, it, it might actually be better. I don't know. Um, but one of the cool play patterns uh, about this deck as well is so moon girl is with zabu is is an incredible enabler uh, the fact that everything gets discounted if you can moon girl your dark hawks and rock slides now you've got um you've got twice the value because you can afford to play all those cards so moon girl has been very powerful in this deck to you know copy spider-man copy rock slide copy dark hawk um it, like that, that Moon Girl has been a huge, in my opinion, is almost like on the turn games where I'm not playing Moon Girl, I'm like having to get very creative to find wins. Like it's going to be Rock Slide at one location with a with a buff off Forge plus Dark Hawk at another location. Um, Do you play Mystique? No, I don't have Mystique right now. 
Uh, I have oh, thought okay. of Mystique. She's like an auto-include. Yeah, she's yeah. like an auto-include in that. Um, the two cards I'm really curious about for this deck right now are Shuri and Wong. Um, they both fit into the Zabu's plan and like the, the the resource curve, but they have the potential to you know trigger rock slide or double rock slide. Uh, like I would be very quick to cut uh, any combination of Jubilee for like I like Jubilee for the same reason I like Adam Warlock. Sometimes it finds you your Zabu or your Darkhawk or something like that, but. I, I think I, I, I'd be inclined to try Wong. I'd be inclined to try, yeah, sure. I think Shuri's an auto-include if you have her. Um, yeah, she's really good. Yeah, like the doubling power for two just makes so much sense. Uh, Crystal is, oh, Absorbing Man's another auto-include if you have him. Uh, yeah. Crystal was an interesting one to play around with with this deck because it was, I, I there was at one point I was on a version that played Dino and... I, I had this really cheeky play where I, I only had one card in hand after my, like, I, I had, I think, one card, Crystal, and Moon Girl, and Dino's already on the board, and I realized if I go, uh, if I play Crystal and Moon Girl, play Crystal first, go back up to three cards, and then Moon Girl to six cards, like, it just made Dino so good, but yeah, uh, Dino, Dino feels weird in the deck, like, and, and, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I don't. At the end of the day, five costs clunky. It, it's very clunky. It, it came yeah. down to like, what would I rather be doing here? And it's at the end of the day, you always in in my ver- like what I'm working on this list. Darkhawk is like on the you, if you don't draw Darkhawk, you can't win. So or what if you though getting Darkhawk at like collector level, what like a thousand four? Uh, oh no, I'm. You know, I've been grinding hard. I'm up to sixteen twenty oh, oh, now. Oh, oh, oh. oh, very cool, very cool. But still, a good, good, good. Congrats on getting Darkhawk. That's like probably one of the like number one cards that people are looking for right now out of the new pools. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna be. I've been in the amount of time I've been playing this game. I've been very lucky with my acquisitions. When I see some of the the complaints people have, um, <laughs> raise my hand right here. Hello. Like I've already got Patriot. <laughs> I've already got Mister Negative. I've got Darkhawk. I've got who are other hard ones to find. Um, Name some of the other ones you don't have. Um, the ones I don't have, I don't have Black Widow. I don't have yeah. Patriot. I don't have Mister Negative. Uh, I got Wong from the token shop. I've gotten twenty cards in a, over a thousand collector levels. Yeah, which I, is I pretty brutal. I have a lot of portraits though. Oh, God, I'm so sick of opening <laughs> variants. Like I like I open a, a collector reserve. I'm just like, please be something I need, and it's 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 a pixel variant. I'm like, wait, yay, woo. Yeah, it's a pixel <laughs> abomination. You're like, yeah. thanks, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, that's just part. That's just the way the game is, and uh, there's a part of, of us that have to accept that. Um, but I, I think it's cool. Like, there's there's also a good side of being like, oh, I got Darkhawk, and it's like, you got Darkhawk? God damn it, that's so cool. Well, that's like, cool. I wish I had Darkhawk. And the, yeah, and to that point, like the last two points I have on this deck, like if you do have Zabu and you do have Darkhawk, like I I strongly encourage playing this deck because one, it your opponent does not see it coming, ever. Like when yeah. you, when you, even when you like, like on turn five, I could be dropping two rock slides in a Korg and my opponent will still snap. And, <laughs> and you're like, Dark Hawk, thanks, buddy. Oh, yeah. And then it's like I Dark Hawk for, for 30 and they're like, uh, like I, I've had like, you know how you can like emote react on cards? Like I've seen so many emote reacts on Dark. Nobody's ever emote reacted on any other card I've played, but Dark Hawk, there's always an emote react. It's either like an angry one or a surprised one. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one I sees it. 
disappointing. Card that people, I have one card that people will like emote react to, and it's a weird. I have like the rare, the rarest variant of lizard. Oh, that's cool. And, like, and that's the one that people every time I play it, people like big eyes, you know. Uh, but yeah, Dark Hawk is definitely an emote worthy card. That yeah. that's rare. That's the rarest of rare. The last um, thing I did want to say about this deck is it blows out leader. Yeah. It absolutely blows out leader because yeah, your opponent they don't, have, they don't have the setup for it. No, they don't have the setup for it. They're like leader. And you're like that's hilarious. My dark hawk's twice as big as yours. <laughs> so, Very cool. That's all I've Very got on. Cool. That's all I've got on Zabu Earthquake. All good. But it's, I think it's a really cool deck. And like if you if you if you're listening to this and you do have dark hawk. Uh, I, I do think that uh, Adam's onto something. The deck is brutal. Uh, if you have the cards for it, it's absolutely brutal. And I think Mystique makes that deck even sillier because the odds are you could actually have four Darkhawks on the field. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, three. Three at the most. Unless um, you can Moon Girl double. Can you? Is there a way to double Darkhawk, no, double Mystique? You'd have to go you'd with Zabu to, and like. You have to Moon Girl yeah. and turn four. Then you can double Darkhawk, turn five. Then you can double Mystique, turn six. No, that wouldn't work. Because uh, no, that would dark hawk mystique, dark hawk mystique. Okay, that yeah, that works. That works. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's doable. Yeah. I, the best I've it's, done is three rock slide. <laughs> uh, yeah, three rock slides and two dark hawk. Yeah, because I went turn four, rock slide into beast, bounce rock slide back to my hand, turn five moon girl, two one cost rock slides, and then turn six was dark hawk, dark hawk, rock slide, rock slide. So uh, the five, the fifth thing we wanted—that's brutal. But the fifth thing we wanted to talk about is underrated cards, and you just mentioned yours in quick passing. What's your favorite on, card that you think is underrated for Marvel Snap? It, right now, it's Beast. Um, I, I, I like Zabu and Darkhawk. Obviously, are musts for this Earthquake deck, but Beast has been a huge enabler too. Um, like when I play Black Widow turn two, and my opponent thinks that's the only Black Widow they're going to see, I like. I, the amount of times I double Black Widow my opponent, it's like that's plus four to Darkhawk. Uh, if you can double Korg, that's another plus four. Uh, double Forge is great. Uh, rock Slide, like I, I like to Rock Slide or Spider Man into Beast on turn four. Uh, but I don't think Beast is just playable in, 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 in this Sabu Earthquake list. Any of your low cost on reveal cards that you want to double up their fact, like if you're playing a move list and you want to double play Iron Fist, if you want to double play Iceman, Scorpion, uh, who else is another good one? Like double Spider Man's great, uh, double Squirrel Girl, you know, like all of these, like Beast is a huge enabler to to just get value out of cards and and like if if beast didn't discount on on the return like he'd be unplayable but the fact that he bounce he discounts everything that gets bounced back like if you have a full board like if you have a three three item or three characters in a slot in a on a, a location and you beast them all back they all cost one less like okoye would be another great one uh yeah. scarlet witch you can play around with the other cool yeah, thing about, valuable on reveal yeah agent 13 the other cool thing about beast though is it messes with your opponent because Beast sees no play right now, no one expects it. So when you start dropping items on, or characters on a location, your opponent thinks you're committing to that location. And when you can late game pivot and go, ha, psych, you thought I was going to establish all this here. I'm actually going to drop a, in my case, a Darkhawk in the same, or two dark or whatever you want to do. Like it, it keeps you very flexible and it, it, it plays well into things like disruption because now you're, or, or you know, disruption, decks that set up like big board states from the early game anything where your your opponent is, is expecting you to do one thing and they don't have the ability to react when you pivot to something else beast is is a huge enabler for that so by far i think beast is criminally underplayed right now 
I think uh, that's really cool. And one thing you mentioned about like being able to bounce back Widow, a uh, Black Widow, and playing her again. So many times in so many games, I've had someone play a Black Widow late game, like turn five Black Widow, and I never understood how brutal that can be because in some cases, like they'll know that I haven't committed to something because I've been missing the card or trying to find the card. And then they Black Widow you late game, you're like, well, not only am I not seeing that card, now I have this, you know, whatever card in my hand. But if you've played one early, I had to play that card somewhere. And in a meta where you want to flood your boards and, like, bump everything, that's zero bite. Yeah. It really stops you from establishing a, a solid board presence on at least one location. Yeah, and that's like Black Widow is a great example of like a disruption card that like it not only like yeah it doesn't make a card cost more or anything like that, but it disrupts your hand, it disrupts your draw, and it disrupts your ability to play cards on the board. So it's like it's a spot on the board. It stops you from drawing a card, which is you know very a serious disadvantage. Like it is so much value for a two drop. Yeah. Oh, Black Widow is Black Widow is an amazing card. That I think Black Widow is underplayed as well. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And um, going into my underrated card of the week. So I played, this is a card that's relatively new. I'm not sure which pool it's in. I think it's a pool five card. Uh, you could probably check that. But I thought, it, um, yeah, I'll check while you're looking. Oh, you're talking. Yeah. Uh, my underrated card is Luke Cage. And the reason I find Luke Cage to be underrated is because now, especially now with Hazmat being um, bumped up, um, I I was trying to make this ongoing deck work. And the one thing that I could never figure out how to make work is Typhoid Mary in relationship to that, because the, the, the hit of the on the ongoing effect was too strong. I was getting to the point where I was playing Enchantress trying to like disable my 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 Mary, but that didn't work. And then I played against a guy who played Lou Cage into Hazmat, and I went, that's the deck. That's that's the deck. That's the cool card right there. Like it's a it's a two cost, it prevents everything from getting reduced. There's a bunch of locations that reduce stuff. Uh it's just it's such an interesting uh it's such an interesting card it's an ongoing card uh and i think that the more we see people starting to play uh decks that affect the board and affect power i think the more we're going to see the use of of luke cage the one thing i'd have to check is if luke cage actually counters uh scorpion when you play a card afterwards or Stand if that's, by. that's your card. so the ongoing is your cards can't have their power reduced the way i yes. interpret that is it doesn't it doesn't differentiate between hand or board or anything like that it doesn't say your cards in play so in theory based off that text it should uh, it, it should stop scorpion correct so i've got the answer to your question and uh, luke cage is actually a pool four uh pool four card uh so oh, okay. a, little, a little harder to get uh one thing i did stumble upon while i was looking at that uh we were talking about my as i'm calling them zabu earthquake uh it actually just went live or i don't know how like within the past 24 hours i think went live on uh marvel snap zone in their power rankings uh their first deck for tier two is zabu darkhawk which is a Ooh. variation essentially of what i was describing uh the only difference is, is they've got bast in there as well uh which bast oh, makes hard. bast makes sense uh there's also yeah they like adam warlock's in there uh they've got absorbing man makes sense uh shang chi which i did try shang chi and it was don't get me wrong like shang chi when he's when he's good, he he's very good. But he's just sometimes you reveal first, or sometimes your uh, your opponent just isn't playing anything greater than a nine, and it's just like 
I'd rather have something else than Shang-Chi. So I figured for like the purpose of the combo of the deck, Shang-Chi is like, if you want to play a control shell, 100%, I'm playing Iceman, Scorpion, Shang-Chi. Uh, but in, in the combo perspective, I think Shang-Chi comes out. Absorbing Man makes sense. Uh, the Spider-Man's still in there. They do have Crystal, which I still like Crystal because it can help you find what you need. Uh, Moon Girl, of course, and Rock Slide. Very cool. I think um, I agree with you on Shang-Chi. It's kind of a card like Leader. Right, so yeah. in a meta where people aren't playing those over the top twelve costs, like I don't know if Shang Chi's as relevant. Same thing as Leader, um, but that's cool. And and I find that that happens a lot. Where like you you you'll come up with an idea, or I'll come up with an idea uh, for a deck, and then you're like, oh, this is already a thing. Like obviously, it's already a thing. <laughs> Damn it, someone else beat us to it. <laughs> it's like for flesh and blood. Um, sorry, I'm I don't have do good that. ideas in flesh and blood. I rely on other people 100 no, percent for that one. <laughs> but it's like for flesh and blood. Like I was playing, uh, you know what deck I'm bringing to the ProQuest. I'm not putting it out there for everybody to know, but like I'm bringing a really weird Dorinthia deck uh, to the ProQuests. Uh, which, if you've never played flesh and blood, ProQuest is a uh, qualifier to go play in the Pro Tour. I encourage you to look out flesh and blood, especially if you're into this. Uh, it's a great card game. Um, but in ProQuest, I'm bringing a Dorinthia deck, and like. It's watch it be like in two weeks, like everybody's playing that deck. I'd be like, but I've been I've been thinking about this for so long. But it's like it's a deck, I guess. Um, and that'll bring us uh, talking about uh, things that people uh, like you and I uh, do all the time and everybody gets on board with, uh, which is like the literally the worst segue into the next segment that I could probably do. So please don't <laughs> don't keep that. Uh, so talking about things that other people are getting into, uh, let's talk about the new bundles mm. uh, that are up. As you know, I am I'm a quote unquote free to play, and by that I mean I buy the passes because the pass cards are too good. Uh, but I don't I don't spend any money on gold or or, or bundles um, as, as a rule of thumb. But like on your end, I know that you're looking at the bundle and going, hmm. so I want to get what you, what your impression is of the bundle. Like, do you find it as good value? I so I'm still trying to gauge what what good value for this game is, right? Um... The bottleneck I've noticed at this point is, is credits are the bottleneck. Credits seem to be where, like, if you play, you can get all the boosters you want. But no matter how much you play, like, yes, you, you can, if, if you have the gold, you can buy missions, complete more missions. But you can't necessarily grind credits. So, and and if you want to get new cards, you need to level up your collector level, which means you need to upgrade cards. Um, yeah, and... and I'm finding myself I'm finding myself trying to figure out how do I get more credits. So the fact that the pro bundle right away is the ability to purchase like for for uh, not like it's not cheap by any means like uh, here, you're gonna be like for a reasonable for a reasonable no, amount reason, like reasonable is not uh, yeah so uh, we're up in canada it's 140 canadian i don't know what it is in the states pat's not with us tonight unfortunately 99 to 99 is that what it is so it is 99.99 yeah like i mean it's it's a lot of money to drop and i don't find myself starved for boosters at all and i'm curious like what bo- like how does it allocate the boosters does it choose what do, do, does, does the card get assigned or the, the character or whatever get assigned when you buy the pack or like how does that work or is it just generic boosters you can level up anything that would be kind of interesting oh, it's gonna be assigned it's gonna be assigned it's sure. gotta be assigned it's, it's gotta yeah, be yeah, yeah. but uh 12.5k worth of credits caught my eye right away because that to me is it's it's a significant way to to boost your cl and 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 influx a whole bunch of cards into your collection um 
I know that's something we talked about last episode is, is the, the, the big thing, the big want out of this game at this point is we need a better way to acquire cards. The token shop is a move in the right direction. And I wonder if maybe even they need to offer three cards at once, like a, a series three, four and five at the same time, maybe. And or I, I don't know, something to make like you have the ability to see to, to get to, to access more of what you need. Like I know, I know of people like Chris Ray, if anybody knows who Chris Ray is, he's, he's at CL 3000 and he's still missing key staples that he needs because the game's card acquisition isn't great. So seeing the pro bundle, is it cash grabby? A hundred percent. Is it pay to win? A hundred percent. But if you're, if you're able to comfortably spend the money and you need to get in, like it feels that it helps you get cards. It's a move in the right direction. The other bundle, the Primal Masterpiece, I don't know how I feel about it. It's a shit ton of boosters, but it's only 1,500 credits for 3,000 gold. And that's... Yeah, no. That's 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 a tough swallow. Like, the the variants are kind of cool, I guess. Like, the White Tiger one's cool for sure. Um... I, I don't like want to go back to my point. I don't feel starved for boosters. I'm if I'm willing to play, I'm able to get the boosters in here. I think I have like 250 boosters for Jubilee right now because I've been grinding this this Zabu list a, a bunch. I bet you Darkhawk something stupid as well. I'm curious now. What's my Darkhawk? Yeah. So and yeah, and even Darkhawk's at 187 boosters, and I've Infinity split him one. So it's like that part is not is not hurting. So I don't need to pay 3,000 gold to get. Uh, 155, 310, 4, 415, 415 boosters. I don't need that. I, so yeah, I, I think the pro Did you do like, the math on, on value. Like, is it, is it a better deal than buying just gold and use it on your existing boosters? Well, first off, like, yeah. Okay. So if we look at the, the, so 3000 gold for 1500 credits, um, you can also well, first off, like if you have the gold, buy missions first. That is first and foremost the best value you can get for uh, for your gold because uh, at 120 gold you get two missions. One of them will be hard, so it'll be 150 credits. Plus, you get the the, the experience on the the seasons pass. Uh, technically, if you look at the credit store, you can buy 150 credits for 120 gold. On the credit side, it's the same value as buying two missions, but on the, or no, it's, it's 30 credits more and you're not getting, no, my math, my apologies, my math is wrong. It's the exact same it, value. It's the yeah. same value credits, but you don't get the seasons pass experience. So like if you're trying to decide like which one to where you should put your gold it's missions first credits like if you have an abundance of gold if you have an abundance of money, I don't like, I'm not trying to endorse spending money on this game. Like it's purely like it, it's purely if you're trying to to accelerate your your progress um credits would be the second place because at, at so at 400 gold for 500 credits for a 12 for 50 yeah so it's a 1200 gold 1.2k for 1500 credits so if we're looking at 3000 gold for the same amount of credits it's like from a credit perspective, it does not make sense. You have to want the the variance or, or something like that. Like the yeah, that that's the only way to. I I don't actually see a way to justify primal masterpiece. The more the more we talk about it, the more we break it down. It's just it the value is not there. Yeah, if you're playing a lot, you're better off just buying straight up uh, straight up crystals and boosters. 
Uh, I think the boosters are you gonna actually devalue that pack. I'm going to do the math on the pro bundle quickly now. Give me two seconds. Okay, yeah, so yeah, if we do the math on the pro bundle credits wise, the pro bundle is actually insane value. Um to get that amount of credits through gold, not only can you not achieve that in a day, you're maxed at uh yes i'm a degenerate i have a problem i've bought more gold in the credit store than i care to admit uh <laughs> you can only buy the 500 one three times in a 24-hour period so not only would yeah. it take you uh 8.3 repeating days to collect that much gold not- uh I'm, I'm terrible at mental math you give me a calculator i can do freaking rocket appliances like it's it's weird um rocket appliances oh you've never heard that before <laughs> no oh <laughs> uh, it's i think it's from trailer park boys i don't i don't actually watch trailer park boys but i've picked up all these stupid sayings from my job uh that's one of them rocket appliances uh yeah so yeah the pro bun I, I guess uh, bundle impressions now that we've actually done the math i think we can just purely break it down pro bundles really good value uh if you can comfortably afford it do not overextend yourself (laughs) don't do not like yeah like put the money into your mortgage your bills first like that that obviously all comes first but if you're looking to spend money on marvel snap the pro bundle is the place to do it um primal masterpiece right now is just the value is not there I think um, the variant, the variables and variants are, are extremely overpriced. And like, there's this, there's this weird saying with mobile games, and this is something that I, I personally don't, I've, I've never really played a mobile game. I've, you know, fiddled with a, with a couple different ones, but um, there's this weird saying that 5% of the population is, is paying for 100% of the game. Uh, and that, like, I, I was really into Genshin Impact for a little while there. Um, and I bought, you know, a couple of little things here and there on that game, but um there's some people that are just you know the, the term whaling yep you know like there's there's a few whales and those guys are spending hundreds upon hundreds of dollars uh a month and if not like a week some people are spending hundreds a day uh and those are the people that keep the lights on at uh at the company right so it's just um an interesting thing to keep out to keep in mind and with all that being said like you know be careful with where you spend your money with yeah. all that being said i think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today's episode. It's been uh, we've covered quite a lot of things. Uh, I think that uh, we're gonna see a lot of changes in the next couple of weeks, especially in the meta with the changes from the patch. Uh, and uh, Adam, if you could let the people know where they can find us. Yeah, a hundred percent. If if you've lasted with us this long, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us uh, first and foremost. We are uh, we are the Combat Chain. Uh, we are a TCG content channel. Uh, we do Flesh and Blood and Marvel Snap. Those are our games right now. I think we're also uh, uh, our, our our third half, uh, our third third. Uh, Pat uh, couldn't join us tonight. Uh, he's also expanding into Lorcana for us, uh, the Disney TCG. So we're we're trying to cover a few bases we're uh we 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 love card games and uh we're we're trying to share our knowledge with the games we we understand well the games we're really passionate about um so we are on youtube at the combat chain you can also find us on twitter uh we have at the combat chain and at after turn six, uh, six spelt like uh, s-i-x we are also on uh twitter as um 
myself uh farm toolery tcg uh sean hill is at sean hill cg uh pat who couldn't join us tonight is uh, at pat smash good i think those are the big ones oh and we are also uh on 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 all your 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 podcast platforms uh spotify apple music google podcasts deezer uh the list goes on. there's so many podcast platforms now also if you're uh, if you're listening on youtube hit the like and subscribe uh that helps us out a whole bunch uh the bell notification as pat says um yeah i think that's it for the plugs i think that's it for the plugs thank you everybody for cho- for for staying in and uh i'll uh I'm looking forward to seeing if Zabu sticks around. So we'll talk next week and see what the meta's like and see what we can expect from the future. Again, I'm Sean Hill. He's Adam Philipchuk. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks.